ഫൈവ്ലിസ്റ്റിംഗ്ലിൽ you know pouncing in and charging at the enemy and can you just imagine that's an amazing uh, metaphorical picture the quran has actually portrayed here uh, of these war horses okay but imam bazawi rahimahullah one of the great commentators says this is a metaphor for the human self how human self like these wild horses and these war horses how wildly it goes and does so unreasonable things that it will eventually find no way to justify unsolvable and they will sink like into quicksand won't be able to get out of those insoluble problems that they create by being so madly and crazily passionate about worldly desires and charging in into things like that and it it also talks about you know as a consequence what happens in in al insan al rabbih la kanud you know this human being you know becomes kanud as an interesting word ungrateful unthankful but kanud has in arabic another meaning that it's the barren land it doesn't matter what quality of seed you put into it how much watering you do it's not going to grow it is a barren land it is acidic it is a poor place okay so human hearts become so dead that the light of faith cannot revive them but this is the big but and this is where the quran comes hudallil muttaqin oh no no not just hudallil muttaqin but hudallin nas guidance for humanity and that is what the quran provides it provides guidance for humanity Dr. really so you mentioned that the quran is a guidance for humanity but how does the quran 
guidance. Yes, very important and a good question. Guidance, hidayah. How does the Quran guide? Is it some kind of a, a magical wand? <laughs> you know that is sent. Uh, it's a magical wand. Uh, you know that just gives you guidance. No, it's not a magical wand at all. It is actually a scientific algorithm. Yes, that's a modern way of putting. Actually, hidayah is an algorithm. You know, and and uh, there's a process. There are steps and stages, well-defined steps and stages that lead to a particular outcome. Yes, that is what an algorithm is. Hidayah is Allah's very special algorithm, the Qur'an's algorithm of guiding humanity. So it's a good question. Let me answer this through these slides that I've, I've, I've got here for you. Uh, inshallah, you, you, you see that, um, you know, the... So the Qur'an gives us guidance, all right? Hidayah. Um, and so what, is, what are we talking about when we say the Qur'an is guidance, hidayah? What is the meaning of hidayah, first of all? Well, guidance is actually to make something clear, all right? Uh, so there's no ambiguity, no vagueness and no doubt about it. So here it's about making the message clear. Who you are, where are you going? Not only that, but... How are you going to get to that amazing destination of Jannatul Firdaus, Jannatul Naeem? How are you going to get to Jannatul Adan? How are you going to get there? It's going to give you all those directions. That is the guidance. It provides the route. It also provides the resources, okay? the means, the wasila. The Quran uses this word wasila, the resources that will take you to your destination there. No? So the resources uh, that are, you know, um, um, resources, uh, it is the means that, uh, Vasila is the means that are available to achieve an end, okay? And the Quran provides us those means, those, okay? Means to fulfill that amazing function, you know, of being the Khalifatullah ala al-ard, okay? Allah himself is al-Hadi, Hadi, it's a beautiful name, Hadi, you know, the one who gives guidance. Allah is Hadi, uh, you know, and, and uh, we have, we are Abdul Hadi, the slaves of this guide. Allah is the amazing guide, yeah, subhanAllah. So, uh, you know, the Quran talks about this. We guided the people of Samud, but they preferred blindness, the Quran says. They decided to shut their eyes. Oh. Allah selects for himself anyone who he wills and guides anyone who he, anyone who turns to him. Now this is really interesting, as, as though the Quran is already saying, ah, Allah selects people who he is going to guide. Ah, but who are those lucky ones? Who are those Mustafas and Mujtabas and the elect selected few? Who are they? Well, the Quran tells that. Those alladina yunibun, those who are munib, those who are munib. Munib actually means one who turns to Allah. Subhanallah. So it's already giving you the uh, well. It's telling that you human beings have actually got that. You you are the ones who will take the first step. The ball is in your court, as they say. You know the English uh, uh, idiom. The ball is in your court. It's up to you whether you want it or not. You have to be munib. Then what happens? Allah selects you. He then does the selection. How can you make the deaf hear or the blind to see? 
But who is becoming blind and deaf? We are ourselves. This is self-imposed blindness. As Allah says, you know about the people of Samud, they became blind themselves. Not Allah did it. Allah gave them two eyes. No, Allah says, we gave you two eyes. We gave you ears to hear, and we gave you the heart and mind to think. Uh, you know, but you decided not to use this. You decided to, became, to, to, to remain dumb and mad. That is your own choice. And he'll guide them and set their minds to rest. That is only when you turn to him. So I hope you can already see that, you know, we human beings, mashallah, have been given this amazing power, ability, gift to gain and attract guidance. Get that, you, you know, but we have to come to the Quran, you know, which is, we have to, through this, many are guided, others are misguided. The, those who, who is guided, the one who turns to it. Sincerely, genuinely, with the desire to learn, with open heart and says, I'm going to learn something. Not the one who comes with a closed mind and says, what can it do for me? Hey? No. So, you know, the, Allah selected the prophets, first of all, to communicate. Now that's a very unique kind of guidance. You know, nobody other than the Anbiya, the prophets, the messengers, the Rusul and the Anbiya only get that very special kind of guidance, which is called Wahij, okay, revelation. Me and you don't get that, okay, no, and we ne never claim that, you know, we get uh, revelation and we are prophets, nawuzbillah, okay, only Allah selects his Rusuls, okay. However, you know, Allah has given all of us resources and intellectual capacity, intellectual tools, are at our disposal and that is what actually gives us guidance and I want to just share with you uh, you know some of those tools that you all have every one of you has those tools of guidance what are those tools of guidance well first intelligence second linguistic ability longing to learn listening carefully to what Allah has given us okay and and says to us the instinct and the insights and the inspirations that's one very powerful tool, okay? And dreams, imagination, vision, subhanAllah. You know, many great people have great dreams, great visions. Yusuf had a great dream and a great vision, didn't he? He said, I saw, you know, 11 stars bowing before me. I saw a moon and a sun bowing before me. What he was predicting is, I'm going to be great one day, subhanAllah. He had this vision, a dream, you know, and of course, uh, uh, you know, we all need to remember that we can have those great dreams. And if we actually are serious about our dreams, we can realize them, you know. American president had a dream once that we want to be walking on the moon. What happened? Lo and behold, within 10 years, Apollo 11 landed and Armstrong, the first human being, walked on the moon. And people would oh, how could you go? Oh, 250,000 miles away on that moon and walk? <laughs> SubhanAllah, you know, this is, this just shows you, you know, human dreams can be realized, can't they? Somebody had a dream, you know, we need a tunnel between England and Calais, between Dover and Calais. What happened? They had it, 
SubhanAllah, you know, human beings have so much capacity, dreams. However, I said, you know, Allah has given us so much intelligence. So much. How much do you think you use your intelligence? Well, neuroscientists say that the best minds, that, that is really people with very high IQ, use about at most 10%. That is the brightest, smartest people. Ordinary people might actually be just using 3 or 4%. Can you see how much Allah has given us? So we can't complain. We have so much. And then linguistic abilities, the ability to commute. Allah says, we gave you the ability to talk, to speak, to understand things. Okay? And he gave us the capacity to learn, learn knowledge, to, to be able to evaluate and so on. Or listen. Okay? He gave us instinct and he gave us insights and ability to inspire others. Anyway, these are some of the tools that you know, we can use for uh, our um, for hidayah. Yes, for hidayah. So when we say, you know, when the Quran says that the people of Smooth were blind, they turned blind and therefore didn't take the hidayah. What it means is they refused to use those tools. My dear viewers, you know, what, what I'm really challenging you and myself is, are we using these amazing tools that Allah has blessed us with? That is what we need to do. Now let me turn to Surah Al-Adiyat, which our wonderful Kari read so beautifully. Let me share its translation with you. It really is a powerful surah. Listen to these, you know, how the Quran opens with this amazing oath. And it swears by these snorting, by the snorting war horses, the puffing war horses, their hooves striking sparks, charging in dawn raids, scattering dust clouds, then dashing into the center of the enemy. Humans are most unthankful to their Lord. That is the response to that, those five um, oaths that Allah takes of the war horses. Meaning, uh, can anybody deny those war horses what they're doing? No, no, no. <laughs> this was quite a normal practice in the time of Rasulullah. Of course, nowadays you, you might want to say the tanks, okay, the cavalry, uh, the how it charges. Nowadays it's totally different, isn't it? Of course, we're going to have robots possibly in the future. But but it's what it sh it shows you is the madness, the craziness, the passion. The pain, the power, the firepower in this, okay? And then it says, oh, you can't deny this. We don't deny this. We know that, you know. Uh, in fact, if anything, modern warfare is, is, is thousands times more nasty, more devastating than what it used to be, than those war horses, okay? <laughs> they seem much more civilized <laughs> compared to modern warfare, okay? So anyway, what it then says is, ah, we want you to pay attention. You see, this is what these customs really you can say. Allah says, Oh, listen, isn't this a reality? Well, I'm telling you another reality, which is humans are most unthankful to their Lord. Okay? Human beings are ungrateful to their Lord. You know, this is the essence of this surah, really. It's, it's trying to draw our attention to how ungrateful, unthankful, unappreciative, and unacknowledging we are of God. We're not shakir. What is the opposite of shakir? Kafir. <laughs> and this is about kufr, as though the Quran is now telling us, 
Oh, he is doing kufr. He is being unthankful. I'm, I'm talking in literal term, not the technical meaning of a kafir. Technical kafir is the one who denies the aqaid of Islam, the beliefs of Islam, the creed of our Islam. Now that is technical. But kafir is the one who hides. In fact, the farmer in Arabic is called a kafir because he hides the seed under the soil. Okay? And similarly, Allah says, human beings are lakanud. They're like this, some of them are, not all, of course there are amazing, true believers. Those who love God, those who spend their nights, you know, in worship of God, those who spend their day and night in dedication and service to Allah's creation and in worship of God. Okay, there's those, but it's talking about the general, generality is they are ungrateful. Humans are ungrateful. So the Quran is really reminding us, look, you know, your obsession is with what? The material world, with material things. And just like these, you know, people taking these leaders, ah, these leaders taking their armies into warfare, madly, crazily, not knowing what the outcome is going to be, okay, other than death and devastation on both sides, okay? It's as though Allah says, your nafs, ah, your nafs, yourself. That is what yourself is doing. And that is why we need to be aware of our selfies, okay? Our selfishness, our, you know, desires for more pleasures of the world. You know, Allah says, this is what they are doing. They are, you are charging like a mad, crazy, wild horse, stallion, okay? And devastating and destroying your life. You're a witness to this. You know this. <laughs> you are witness of this. You know it. Don't, don't fob us off. Okay? You know, the problem is you really love the world. Khair here means the worldly things. You really love them. You've fallen in love. And yes, this is one of the biggest tests we have you know, of, of life. The Quran says you, you really prefer the worldly life. And this is why the Quran takes such a harsh, you know, way of presenting it, you know, like these um, mad stallions. You, you're a uh, mad stallion, eh? Crazy stallion, eh? That is what human nafs can be, seriously. It can devastate. When, when we become the slaves of our nafs, then you can commit the most horrendous crimes and not feel anything, sadly like these animals, that is what. And Allah is warning us, you know, don't wake up to the realities. Why? Because You, you know, he knows. Doesn't he know that the earth will be turned inside out? <laughs> we will dig out everything, you know, everything that you did. You know, everything that is hidden will be brought out. And your Lord that day, you know, will make you aware of what you have been doing. But then, of course, it'll be too late. That is the time where, you know, that is the court. You know, in the court, uh, it, it's too late. You know, the, the, the decision, the verdict will be given, whether you are amongst the Ashabul Yameen or whether you are Ashabul Shimal, the people of the right hand or of the left hand, whether you become the Ashabun Naim of Jannatul Naim and Jannatul Firdaus, 
the companions of that or whether you become Ashabu Sa'ir of the blazing fire uh, or of Ashabu Wail of the valleys of Helja. No? So, you know, this surah is an amazing reminder to us how we really need to um, be aware, you know, that we don't allow our hearts to actually become Kanud, the barren land. Instead, let us make them fertile and always, you know, open to the beautiful light of the Qur'an, the penetrating light of the Qur'an, the illumination of the Qur'an, and the hidayah that is in that book.